0: Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey,
1: Daryl. Hey there folks, it's Daryl Prail with VanillaSoft here for another episode of Inside, Inside Sales, the only show where we talk the meat and potatoes, the tactical points of execution that helps you, the sales development professional, become a better, more successful, more impactful sales rep. We don't talk vision, we don't talk strategy, we just talk tactics our outcome if we are successful you will have learned something today that you can apply tomorrow and be a rock star next week next month next quarter that's our goal here at inside inside sales and we're off to it i am if you're hearing a lot of the background noise guys I am actually at the AAISP Leadership Summit. If you heard the last episode, you knew I was there as well. So the beauty of these summits is that you have a lot of really smart people in one place for a short period of time. And if you're smart, if you're calculating, you can get them all on your show in one fell swoop. So I have done exactly that. Joining me today is Kevin Kelly. Kevin is the managing director of Pace Digital sales. He's based out of the UK himself. The accent may give it away, but he is a multinational organization serving clients across the globe. Kevin, welcome to the show.
2: Great to be in Chicago. First of all, yes, and, and it's magic to be here as well. Obviously, with you. But so uh, the question is, am, am I what makes it magical? Well, I was I was downtown Chicago a couple of days ago, and that was pretty magical. I have to say, I, I love Chicago. I love the I love the town. I love the city. But uh, to be part of this is great, and, and you are kind enough to uh, invite me here, and it's fantastic. Yeah, but you
1: were, like, pleading with me, following me everywhere, saying, please, Daryl, can I please be on your show? And eventually you
2: wore me down. This is absolutely correct, but you're the king of LinkedIn, right? So uh, I'm, <laughs> I need to get to there as well, okay? so All
1: right. So now, for context, just so our audience kind of knows where you're coming from, talk to us about what Pace Digital Sales does, and then they'll, they'll know if you're
2: you're really one of them or you're just a pretender. Are you real or are you a pretender? Okay, so my history has always been a a practitioner in inside sales. I've always been interested, I've been attending these events for the last five years. We built a consultancy model two or three years ago to help support inside sales grow in the UK and in the US, but in particular in the UK. So this made us go into different companies and really just help and build their inside sales models. And off the back of that we had a few clients say this is not something we want to do can you do it for us so by default we set up a business plan and pretty much put our own SDRs in place and we have a lead generation team inside sales team all based in the uk now so it's only been up running i'd say eight months but really looking forward to it this is what we do for a living and this is what we love doing for a living because nobody else loves to be in this area of, of sales. In my opinion, I think it's the hardest, but it's also the most rewarding, and that's in that SDR space. How long have you personally been involved in kind of the SDR role? I think I've been involved and interested in SDR since I had the inside sales uh, division for Pitney Bowes, yep. American multinational. And we built the team in, in the UK and Europe and supported the US in that as well. So I would say go on about 10 years now. You know, it's... a uh, it's his passion of mine. I think we have a lot of work to do with SDRs and that role in the UK, if I'm being brutally honest. yeah, It's a high-profile role here in the US, a very credible role. But in the UK, if I'm being honest, we've still got to move the bar. We've still got to give these guys the respect they deserve. And dare I say it, we need to remove them away from being second-class citizens because they're not, they're highly professional, and we need to give these boys and girls an opportunity, I think. And that's so true. I know we talked about this yesterday, yeah, yeah. I, when we were together. It is
1: interesting the cultural differences. You know, if you're listening, you're not aware of this. You know, Kevin's point is valid. There's a different mindset about the profession in the UK than there is in the US. But I would contend the US has only evolved in the last three to five years to be embracing it as more of a significant, real, professional, credible important role in the company, and I think a lot of that is because in days of yore, inside sales was often thought of as just telemarketing, right? Because real salespeople went and visited the prospects and did the pitches, and they were outside sales reps. The role of the outside sales rep has gone the way of the dodo. It just fundamentally doesn't exist anymore, whereas now inside sales no matter if you're selling a multi-million dollar product or something that sells for just a, a few simple dollars. Everything is done with the virtual meetings. It's done online. It's done on social. It's done on phone, It's done on text, And there's really not the same need to be face-to-face. And the organizations have adapted. And now it's gone from being, if you will, inside sales to just kind of like sales. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But the UK, now why do you think that is? What is the...
2: Why has that not changed yet in UK? I think it's changed in certain elements. I think we've had great companies, and I mean really great companies like Salesforce, LinkedIn, Microsoft, all these IBM, all these great companies traditionally have moved and, and built a lot of their organizations from inside sales. I mean, Salesforce is a, is a big one in particular, right? Absolutely. So, and they don't come to your house. They do it all <laughs> on the phone, and they do it by email. Absolutely. And even when they're renewing contracts, they still do that pretty much on the phone. But I think the traditional UK companies have very much been door-knocking. They're very much a case of this face-to-face mentality. And I think they struggle to trust somebody on a phone to be able to drive their revenue here. I take you back to a point you made, and I think it's very, very important that we recognize this. When we start to look at video, for instance, and yeah. video conferencing, I talked about As to opposed a, to the video and an email. This cr- is, absolutely. Yeah. And i give you an example, a personal example for me. Last week, 15 minutes... Talk to a chapter president in Toronto within fifteen minutes, and I'm I'm having a conversation like I'm face to face with you right now. It was a video call, Zoom or whatever. Correct. It was actually okay. Yeah, it was on Zoom. And to me, inside sales is face to face. It's just the UK haven't caught up and running with this yet. And I think some have. You know, some have adopted. But I also think as well, when you have and you've lived the world for field sales and you live in that world, you want to hold on to your job, right? You want to hold on to your Your, your fiefdom and Co- what you know. Correct. Right. And this is why I come here, actually, as a matter of fact, is to learn, is to educate myself. I don't think you're ever too old to educate yourself. And I think this is something that we've really got to look at, at how we embrace the inside sales process in the U.K., and that's what I'm desperately trying to get at, being obviously a chapter president in the U.K. of the ARSP is a big passion of mine, and we've a lot of work to do, I think. Now, one of
1: the things that you brought up, which is really the emphasis of today's conversation, was, based on your experience, of being in the role for so long with large multinational companies and smaller companies, and of course now that you're doing the role on behalf of your clients and see how they operate, is you've noticed that sometimes, and tell me if I'm wrong when I paraphrase this, the things that are holding us back from being successful in our role as sales development reps, as inside sales rep, is that we don't approach our task, we don't approach our objective with a plan. We kind of just do it, react, but we're not
2: being intentional. Is yes. that a fair statement? I think it's absolutely crucial. And, and a plan, preparation, another great word. You know, because when you do this job, this is a hard job. There's no question how hard this is, but it's also the most, one of the most rewarding jobs in the world as well. Because for me, I, I guess the key thing for an SDR that comes into work every day, for instance, there's got to be a plan, on that day and he's got to have his personal plan to be able to execute on his goals, right? And uh, this is something that we've got to work on a mentality. And dare I say it, you know, I was looking at a stat recently, 93% of this, I think it was Salesforce, 93% of all sales conversation at the moment is on the telephone and that's field and inside sales, which is quite incredible, right? But before you make those calls, before you have those engagements on the telephone, I'm a huge fan of being just prepared for those calls. There's no point in just picking up the phone and I'm going to talk to somebody. It doesn't work like that, right? You've got to have a plan and you've got to be very specific in what you're going to say. For me, planning is absolutely crucial for an SDR. And I'm talking about a daily plan here. That's right.
1: So you're yep. attacking. So a couple of things you're doing, right? You're attacking
2: yep. your day. Yep. And then each actual
1: engagement, you yep. know, phone call, email, whatever, you're attacking that engagement. Yes. Yes. So
2: it's kind of layers of a plan, yeah. yeah, a plan within a plan. Absolutely, and you know we, we look at the day. I've six, six, seven SDRs at home back in the UK at the moment, and they know exactly what they're. You hope that they come in, and Darrell, this is very important as well that they have the right mindset when you walk in that door. Right? Let's yes. be fair. You That's know? right. You, <laughs> they're, they're, they've got their game face on. Correct. Yeah, because right. this is a job where you're going to get you're, you're going to hear beat up. Correct. You're going to yes. hear one word and one word all the time, which is no. No. <laughs> exactly. and all variations of that, some are more colorful than others. Yeah, I agree. And you've got to have a certain persistence, a certain attitude. And, and I would suggest, actually, you're coming in, you're just going to say, I'm going to embrace no today. And I'm going to really embrace that word. Because when that word comes to me, it's just I'm going to wash it over me and I'm going to get on to the next one. It's as simple as that. But that's a strong mentality. But you've got to come in with that mindset. I think absolutely on the, at the start of your day. So... Let me ask you this. How
1: do people know that they don't have a plan? Like, What are they doing that will be symptomatic that they're clearly
2: not working their plan? I think what you tend to find, I guess, in our organization and, and SDRs is you can very easily just go off track completely. It's very easy to dwindle a day, let a day dwindle on and not be effective and not be productive. I think where it comes to, again, for me, the key is the conversation, right? So we're looking for quality conversation. That's our job. We need to set appointments. That's fantastic. But more importantly, we need to generate that quality conversation. And how we do that is by making sure that that plan, and I would suggest even a pre-call plan would be absolutely ideal. Again, that keeps you on track as well. And that would cover a number of different subjects for your call. It may sound a little bit that you're planning every single call, but I believe it's what's going to make you effective, what's going to make you stay on track in particular. Because as I say, hardest job in the world, but the most rewarding. But as long as you stay on track and on point. All
1: right, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little break. And when we come back, we're going to work through the plan, the approach that you think has been most successful for you and your organization and maybe why you got there, what mistakes you made before you figured this all out and how people can implement that. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back.
3: CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time, make less than two attempts to contact them, and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing-qualified leads into sales-qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. Blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds, persistently, and with the cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com.
1: Okay, so we're back. And I'm actually this is the stuff I, I love you know I, I I full disclosure guys if you haven't figured out my formula, I do tend to build up to the commercial break because all the good stuff is always after the commercial break, and this is the good stuff. So talk to me about the plan. I know when we talked and I don't want to put words in your mouth. We talked about the importance of mindset. Yep. The importance of a pre-call plan. Yep. The importance of call execution and the importance of post-call documenting. Yes, correct. All right. So I got all four right? You did. All right. So you started talking about mindset.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right. So maybe, I guess, as part of that plan, how do I address mindset? Right. So I think a mindset is very much a personal thing. And what I want to see when I see people coming in the door is just one thing. I want people to show their personality. Everybody's different, right? Everybody has different ways of showing whether they're nervous, whether they're committed to the process. But number one thing that they need to come in in the morning is I want to see them smile, right? I want to see them laughing. I want to see them joking. I want to see them having a a joke. There could be some music on. It could be just anything that just would lighten the mood. But most importantly, I want to look at them. And obviously, we we manage these people on a daily basis, so we know the different traits. But I want to see them smile. I want to see that personality before they even hit the phones. And that's important, right? Because
1: it sounds stupid. I've been blessed to have some formal training. For a voiceovers, podcasts, that kind of stuff, I did a lot of voiceover work in the past. And the first thing they say to you, and this is nothing new with sales, this is this is voiceovers. Before you start recording, smile. Yeah, I, I agree. Right, I agree. because they want you to have. It's almost like it's a mental. I don't know, it's endorphins going on. I don't know, but if I am physically smiling, I'm going to be much more engaging, and approachable, and relatable when I connect just through the sound of my voice, let alone the conversation that transpires. The other thing that's really interesting, I like your idea about the mindset about you're going to get a lot of no's. And what I've heard work really, really well, and I agree with this, and, and, and full disclosure, I know this is easier said than done, is it's not a no to you. Kevin, no.
2: Yeah, correct. It's not that. No.
1: It's Now, they may say it that way, but it's Kevin, no, I don't want that solution, that that product that you're offering me today. And when you disconnect, you and I both know that you've got a killer product solution, whatever, for them, and it's their loss. And that's okay, because this next person I'm going to call, they're going to like the fact, or they, or two or three or four or five calls from now. They're going to go, man, talk to me, I've been looking for this, I have a need
2: for this, I am all in, talk to me. I think it's absolutely crucial, because I, I think people see no as a complete and utter rejection, and actually it's not. I wouldn't say it's actually an objection either, uh, but you know, the reality is, we've got to bounce off the word no. We've got to accept it, concede, right? Right. Pivot a little bit, yeah. Just redirect somewhere else. It's true. Is uh, it really a no? Is it just a no? And then I pivot. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and that's what it is. And, but I think the important part of that, and you know, um, we, we'll obviously talk about the pre-call plan. But because you're starting to engage on how you're going to communicate. Interestingly enough, when you hear this no, the best SDRs, in my opinion, that I've heard, that I've listened to, and relentless amount of calls, the ones that concede very quickly and say, "Right, I get it." Right. But they're straight away pivoting somewhere else and saying, however, maybe this is something you can look at and so they're redirecting they're somewhere redirecting. else. Correct. And I think And that's a mindset. Oh yeah. You oh, know, yeah. that's a mindset. It's not a no, it's not personal. It's like, okay, yeah. you've
1: given me this objection. Yeah. Correct. And here and I'm a a, I'm a I'm an artisan. <laughs> this is my craft. Yes. This is my discipline. Yes. This is where I pivot. Yeah, right. This is exactly what I do. And yeah. I'm on to the next tactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's no different than if you have. A, I, I'm not a, a martial arts fighter. Yeah. but You know, for every move, yeah. there's counter move. Yeah, right. There is yeah. an attack. What a great example. A
2: yeah, what a great example. And it just goes back and forth and yeah, back correct. and forth and back and forth. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And that's all it is. Yeah. And, and, and the skilled SDRs, Darl, as you, as you know this, they, they, they understand this. Dare I say as well, I'd say they practice this. I, you know, I've seen some accept that, right, okay, you know, we, we certainly do this. You know, objections is a great one. We put up the objections up on the wall and we're like, this is how we... Yeah, you're ready, you're ready. <laughs> this is it. And, and if you're struggling, very first thing is to concede. But again, this is a mindset, an understanding that you're fully in control of what's going to happen, I guess, even when somebody says no. So the pre-call plan, yeah.
1: am I researching? Is that what that is? In your, what is it?
2: No, not necessarily. I think research is a massive event. I think research is a topic could sustain 20 minutes or, or certainly an hour on its own of research and how much time you put into research. But, I mean, so that's a topic in itself. Pre-call plan is really having a crystal clear idea what you're going to say, what you're going to do. Now, I'll give you an example. The first thing you put on a pre-call plan is what's the objective of the call? The objective of the call could be, I want to get the decision maker's correct name. I want to get his mobile number. I want to get his uh, email address. And if that's the objective of the call, excellent. Just write it down very quickly. This is what I want to do. Then after that, I would suggest that you really start maybe just keying in some key objections there quickly. And what I mean by that is if you get to, to a gatekeeper, for instance, that might just rebuff you. Just some answers back. So you're preparing for everything here, right? Right. So it's almost like you're visualizing what could transpire.
1: Yeah. And you're kind of saying, okay, yeah. so if that objection handles, yeah. that's, that playbook's here. Yeah. Correct. And if this happens, that playbook's there. Yes, correct. And I visualize it. And yeah. I know it. So now yeah. when it happens, yeah. I
2: don't have to scramble. Yeah. I know where it is. It's all there. It's a bit like Tiger was going around the Masters. Yeah. I'm sure he has plenty of different strategies. And when things go wrong, he just... He goes to his default, right? Right. And with, with a, as an SDR and the skill that they have, I believe it can be practiced. I, I don't think it's a gift. I think it's an art. I think it's a skill. And they've got to practice these things. But, okay, so, so when we look at the gatekeeper and potential gatekeeper pushbacks, right, we've got to have answers to those, right? And, and the next is we get on to a decision maker who may give us some objections, We've got to know some of those objections and we've got to have it very clearly on a document, maybe some quick answers or they're up on the wall or something like that. Yep. And ideally then after that, this is the number one thing, it's your questions, isn't it? What are you going to say? What what questions are you going to ask the client? You know, and I love that. Yeah. So everything we've talked about for now yeah. has been a little bit, for lack of a better word, yeah.
1: defensive. Yeah, yeah, correct. You know, they give me that rebuttal, that yeah. no, and yeah. how will I respond? Yeah. Whereas, but I love that you're almost yeah. now you're on the offense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How am I going to ask? And yeah. how am I going to drill down?
2: Yeah. How am I going to differentiate? Yeah. And how am I going to get their attention? Yeah, correct. And and I think questions are absolutely crucial. And he, here's the thing, and and a tip for the guys with the SDRs in particular is the sooner you get them talking about their own business, the better. Right, Because I've seen so many calls where, let me just tell you about Pace Digital Sales. This is what we do. This is how we do it. And, you know, this is how magnificent we are. Like, just time out. Right? Yeah, Stop. It's not about like, you. It's not about me, correct? It's about them. Correct. You yes. know, tell me about Vanilla Soft, Darrell. And this is what it's about. And, and I could, dare I say, it could be, I've seen your website. What a cool website, by the way. You know, can you tell me a little bit about how you... Exactly. Diso- right. I've given this own feedback to my kids you know
1: i say to them you know one day you're going to meet your future father and mother-in-law yeah you want to establish a good rapport yes the best way to do that (laughs) is you go and you don't talk about you correct what do you do what's your job what's your life what's your hobby tell me more about that yeah Uh, really is that how that works and just drill down drill down drill down because people are comfortable talking about what they know of
2: course and And
1: what they love and what they love and then listen And listen for reasons to ask another question, but also to build on that. That's that's relationship.
2: Now, talk to me about call execution. Right. So call execution, in my mind, should be absolutely seamless. And what I mean by that is you just refer back to the preparation. At all stages, you're referring back to your preparation. You're trying to get an understanding of preparation. But then you bring in call execution for me. And I heard quite a few people talking about this today, actually, after some of the sessions, is about personality. Just talk to people. Just talk to people like you've just talked to me right now and have an interest and be curious about them. Because if you bring your personality... I'll give you an example. I'll give you a football example, Daryl, if I don't mind. In the quarterfinal of the World Cup, Ronaldo, right? Greatest player in the world, right? He goes up, they're taking penalties. Is European Cup quarterfinals. They take penalties at the end of the match. Do you know what he doesn't say to them? put it into the right top hand corner because the keeper is weak there he doesn't give a, an explanation he just says be brave show your personality yes and I think the phone is very much like that yes we have to help them with their questions and engage with our clients but call execution is about show me your personality again and talk to me and that's what I look at and that's so
1: important because people connect with your personality you know yeah. I, I will hear people tell me over and over again they like my energy yeah I agree okay you know? and that's just me yeah I'm not trying to put a facade on so yeah. that's where you connect it maybe others connect another reason but people pick up on
2: what is authentic about you and I agree. I, can I give you another example? One of your employees, one of, yeah, Rachel from the UK. Yes. You know, I know Rachel. Yes. Um, and Rachel has been on to me quite a number of times. Engaging. I, 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 quest, I challenge anybody to listen to some of her calls. Really, what a great way to communicate with people. Right. And, but shows her personality every single time. And I think this is very, very important in call execution. I totally agree. Yep. All right. So the calls happen. Yeah. And now we're at the post-call documenting. What does that mean? Right. So for me, again, this is, again, a crucial part of your... Because if you have a two or three-call strategy, you've got to know what you've said, and you've got to know what you've had to do when you make the next call, right? Oh,
1: so the post-call
2: is really the prep work for the next call. Correct. Exactly. And we all have software, all have text stack decks. You know, we all have this type of stuff. And I think the crucial point here is not necessarily giving the company information, which is very crucial, and you've got to document stuff. It sets you up for the next call and every time you take a call or you have a call sequence I think you need to learn more and more and more yeah so, you are aggregating you are building up correct and this is why it's so crucial and again the best SDRs do this and some people think okay well I'll wait till the next call I'll just go ring them again no Document what you hear. Document where you are in the situation. And for me, again, post-call documenting the small bit about that is you control the call the right way at the end of the call to make sure you're ready for that next call as well. So controlling the call is very, very important as well for your post-call documenting as well.
1: And I'll go back full circle now because that post-call documenting becomes an input into your pre-call plan. All right? What I love about today's conversation, and guys and gals, listen to this. Not every one of you are organized. you got to fix that. Everything you've heard from Kevin is about being intentional. Yep. It's about knowing your mindset. Boom, is yeah. my game phase on? Yeah. Am I smiling? Yeah. Do I know what's happening? It's about having a pre-call plan, how am I going to respond, where are my resources, how do I pivot, how do I engage in that battle, and then it's about executing and actually doing everything that you already planned on doing, followed by when it's done, documenting it again because you're going to need that information in your next call when you do the pre-call because you're building a rapport, you're building your knowledge, you're building your connection. That is the plan. Have a plan. Work the plan, own the plan, and the plan will do you well. Kevin, if they want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to reach you?
2: You know, I tell you what it is, and the best of in the world do this. Find me on LinkedIn, okay? Find you on LinkedIn. Kevin <laughs> Kelly, Pace Digital, Digital Sales. Sales. And then what's your website? Uh, yes, so it's PaceDigitalSales.com. But from my point of view, please, I'm an avid fan of working video and communicating with people on LinkedIn. I think it's a fantastic tool to work with people. So please just get in touch with me and I'm more than happy to answer any questions. But, uh, you know, and for me, I would just say that be prepared and be productive. They're, They're the two key mottos here in the whole thing.
1: The guy you hear right now, folks, is the same guy on LinkedIn. He's engaging. He's responsive. He is a resource for you. Take advantage of that. But we're out of time. So we're going to wrap it up for another session here. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Daryl Prail. I have been blessed today to spend time with Kevin Kelly of Pace Digital Sales. Check us out online inside, inside insidesales.com. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside Inside Sales, hosted by Dara Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio channel, sponsored by VanillaSoft.